We welcome you to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The 23rd-ranked Aggies are coming off a 28-20 loss to Auburn last week at Kyle Field, falling to 2-2 two two on the season and 0-1 out of the gate in the SEC. A&M quarterback Kellen Mond threw for 335 yards and a pair of touchdowns, but A&M gained just 56 yards on the ground and allowed Auburn to rack up 195 rushing yards, including a 57-yard reverse from Anthony Schwartz on the first drive of the game. That was the only play over 20 yards uh, that the War Eagle offense was able to get, but it set the tone for the entire game. Now, up next, the Aggies head to Arlington for their annual neutral site game against Arkansas. Jerry World kickoff for that one is at 11 o'clock on ESPN. And coming up in the program, we'll take a look back at the loss to Auburn and preview the Aggies and the Razorbacks. We'll be joined by Tex Ags columnist Olin Buchanan, Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network, and Lynn Scarborough of Lindy's. All that coming up and much, much more. We'll pick some games as well on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And we want to look back on the eight-point loss to Auburn last Saturday at Kyle as we welcome in 
Texag's columnist and Heisman Trophy voter, Mr. Olin Buchanan. Well, let's dive into what we saw on the field Saturday afternoon at Kyle Field. A very disjointed performance featuring a one-dimensional, non-creative offense and a defense that did some nice things but gave up nearly 200 rushing yards, which is not typical of Coach Mike Elko. He forced zero turnovers, uh, never really turned up the heat on the true freshman Bo Nix, never made him uncomfortable in his first true road start. What it boils down to is an eight-point loss that felt probably a lot more like 18, and for a lot of the closing of the game, it was that much, and leaves the 2-2 two and two A&M team with a ton of questions moving forward. We'll start with your just overall thoughts, and then we'll roll around and say howdy to everybody and get this topic going. Well, I'm with you. I thought that they were uh, a little bland defensively. I mean, I'm sorry, offensively. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, I watched Auburn. They're running a reverse and a flea flicker and, and uh, uh uh, zone reads and the quarterbacks carrying and 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 just trying to keep a And M off balance and I just don't think I saw that uh, when a And M had the football and I you know say it till I'm blue in the face I think Kellen Mond needs to take advantage of two or three opportunities a, a game that are there to scramble uh, I saw a lot of football games this weekend where the quarterbacks enhanced their team's chances by taking a run when it was there. Um, and, uh, you know, you can absolutely commend him for looking downfield, and that's what he's coached to do. But uh, you can, you know, you can extend some drives and you can make some plays. And on one game, one drive, he ran on a, on a, on a design play, and they ended up driving down for a field goal on that. Another time he scrambled 16 yards, they scored a touchdown. Um, I think he just adds an element to the offense that they're not utilizing enough. Uh, all that said, I'm with you when it said it felt more like 18 because let's face it, Auburn was playing back uh, in the fourth quarter when A&M went down and got the uh, one of the touchdowns, maybe two of them. I'll say they didn't this, want to give up big fast right. scores. The, the, so, the, yeah. the, their clock's their friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 what was really disappointing, and I thought overall the defense had a good day. They uh, gave up one big play and one long drive. And then twice they gave up touchdown scores after a long punt return, put, I think, Auburn at the 46, and then a fumble put them at like the third. So they had short fields, which is what we talked about. Mm -hmm. You can't give them the short field. Really, Uh, just a couple of busts and only one play over 20 yards in the game. Right. And, um, but that said, you're not, you've you've been, you're trying to get back in the game. You score to make it what I think is 21 to 10. And you're thinking, man, if you can get the ball back and score again, it's a game. And your defense uh, can't stop them. I think they did. They even throw more than once on the drive. They go like sixteen play or fifty. I don't know, twelve plays, about eighty yards, and it seems like it was eight and nine yard runs all the way down the field. Yeah, it was. It was a twelve play, sixty nine yard drive, six oh one on the clock, and I don't see one pass. Well, one pass. Okay, so just there, one pass. The Seth waves for seven yards. Yeah. So, so everything else was running, which is AM's strength. They did it, but Nick's is he, he was not uncomfortable in that game. He wasn't great. He wa- definitely wasn't great throwing the football in the game, but he did just enough. A lot of dink and dunk. He didn't complete a pass over 20 yards. Ran a little bit. He ran a little bit. Enough just to make enough, you right. respect it. You had to. You had to respect. You had to respect a bunch of things. This is the creativity of Gus's offense and why he definitely out schemed. A&M offensively and Elko even defensively as good as the defense. I think they played well enough to win, but you had to. You, he showed it early and succeeded on the reverse. And you, ha, everyone knows you have to respect Schwartz and what he can do with his legs. He's the anchor leg of the might four be, by one. Might for be a the fastest guy in college football. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, and so with that action, and then you have Whitlow, who everybody knows and respects, and you've got now the pullout ability of Knicks, you had so much going that just same old smoke and mirror eye candy stuff you got to you had to worry about all kinds of action going on at the mesh right and where that ball was going and they got burned with it early A&M didn't do a whole lot of that just some slow developing run plays with the old line getting absolutely worked in the run game I thought they weren't half bad in pass protection it was Brown as a one-man wrecking ball but Davidson didn't do anything Nick Cole did nothing and Truesdell had one sack. I think Mon ran into him. So he didn't do much at all. Brown was unbelievable. But I thought pass protection, they weren't half bad. He had a pretty clean pocket. Didn't get hit a ton. 
But it was just you're always starting second and ten, third and nine. I mean, A&M averaged 8.9 yards to go on third down, OB. You just can't win against anybody, much less Auburn, defensively when you're doing that. Yeah, it was frustrating. Um, and then when A&M had, again, had some chances – for whatever reason, there were some early. There were some drops. There was a guy who's open on the wheel route, and just for whatever reason, slowed down, and it turned what should have been a touchdown turned into yeah. an overthrow because the the guy who's running down the I guess he said that doesn't think the ball's coming to him, but everyone that every time from the time you're in middle school and you're going out for a pass, a coach tells you never slow down. You just run your route like the ball's coming to you. You're in college, you have a guy beat, and you slow down. Slow I mean, down. A, you're going to let him come back to you, and B, you're going to throw off the pass. And it's a classic case of – and I don't actually think a lot of educated people did not blame that one on Mon, no. so kudos to them, but there were a select few who did. Classic case of quarterback gets all the blame there. Yeah. Mon was throwing darts in the game. Early. I, I didn't it, think he had a bad game at all. And it, especially when they were one dimensional, Auburn was coming at him. Yeah, it was. He was in a tough spot. They couldn't run. Um, when they did run, typically he would. They, there was one long run of twenty two yards. I think it was by Cabote, but it was it was third and thirty, third and thirty five. So Auburn was just giving you that. Yeah. So that was an illusion. Uh, when they did have any run success, it was either Mond or it ended with a fumble. Right. And that was a, a freshman getting yep, indoctrinated right. to what it's like to actually play against big-time competition. And it's one thing when you're running against Texas State or Lamar uh, that you know linebacker isn't coming on your backside and hitting you from behind like you're going to learn, like, like you'll right. learn from. But you know that's you know what what happens sometimes when you play a, a freshman in his first SEC game. I just think it, Mon, absolutely, the, the run game stinks. It's not good by itself. The running backs on first down running right into the teeth, stubbornly running right into the teeth of their strength. Eight carries for five yards and a fumble on first down. Running backs. Eight carries, five yards, and a fumble. That's what they did in the game on first down. So you're all, and then Mon was 50% passing on first down. So you're always, a ton of times, you're starting second and 10 or worse. Now, a lot of those runs, like seven of those eight runs on first down went for one yard or less. And more than half of them were for negative yardage. And so you're always starting that way. He absolutely moving forward, big picture here, has to be a critical part of the run game. He just well, absolutely has to. No, he doesn't. Here. Well, but he has to if they're going to win. <laughs> well, they're they're going to struggle to beat Mississippi State if he doesn't run the football. They, I, well, I'm going to agree with you uh, t- with that, but there's only one vote that matters. And, and, well, he's got to be willing to do and, it. And you and remember gotta, yeah. two weeks ago I asked Coach Fisher about it, and his answer was what? He said – a quarterback's job's not to run. Yep. Well, I always thought the quarterback's job was to move the offense. I'm not saying he needs to be Tommy Frazier or you know pick out a, a or Johnny Manziel for that matter. Just look at Dak. I'm just saying, yeah, a guy that that I think if he if he ran a couple of times a game, uh, if the threat is there, it opens up. You know, it, it widens the defense just a little bit to where maybe you get a four or five yard run on first down with your yeah. running back because why the defense has to think about you know I I, I uh, it seems like I don't even know if they have the zone reading their offense it looks like they do but I never see the quarterback keep it we'll have more with Olin Buchanan when we come back on the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network Gabe Bach with you. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And Olin Buchanan with us in studio as we look at the areas that we're still optimistic about. What areas, even despite a 2-2, two and two, knowing that number 2, 3, and 4 are still on the schedule, are you still optimistic about moving forward with this football team? So where is that area for you that you're most optimistic about still? Uh, yeah, I, I think it has to be the defense. Um Overall, I mean, there's parts of the defense that I'm I'm concerned about. I, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, the the pass rush has not been what I mm-hmm. thought it could be, but uh, they're they're good against the run, and they are playing better in the secondary. So you've got to. I, I think you got to feel better about that. I still think that uh, Kellen Mond 
is going to have a good year. And I really think, and I know you're with me on this, I think that they could help Kellen out if they would, if and when they bring Anaya Smith into the, I think they should start him, but at least, you know, start playing him more. And uh, uh, I think if you'd give a guy with that kind of speed and, and big playability uh, and put him out there, I think that only enhances what you can do with your quarterback. Well, that was one of my three qu- big questions for everybody offensively for this team. Is it time to start Anaya Smith? And you counterbalance that with the veterans that they have that aren't bad players. And, and, and the guy actually playing the slot had a really nice game when you go back and look at it, Courtney well, Davis. But you can move him around. Yeah. Why? You know, I, I think you get pigeonholed sometimes and say, well, if this guy's been, if they're both in the slot, what are you going to do? Right. But move one of them out of the slot. Right. And Courtney's <laughs> done both. Yeah. Why is that so hard? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jimbo wants all those guys to play every position, and you do see them moving around quite a bit. But the question is, is Anias ready to do that if you didn't play him at all until the 424 mark? I got Maybe a pretty you're worried good about idea that Anias can play anywhere you want to play. Well, I have an answer for that. Yeah. Just play him where Courtney is exclusively. Yeah, you can move him around and stuff, but make him a quote-unquote slot receiver until he proves he's ready mentally to learn every route tree and everything else and every all, all those spots and can move around like everybody else. But you can move Courtney. And right now, I think the odd man out in terms of starting, when that regard, if you're playing three receivers, would be Rodgers. Even though he hasn't been bad, he's had the most drops. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Mike Hoogan, and they have a, a, a company that does stats for them. And I can't remember who the company was because I should plug it. But um, A&M has the eighth, the eighth most drops in the country this year. Did that surprise you? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. No. Um, so that's something that's one of those things that's got to get cleaned up. Yes. But uh, I just, you know, I would evaluate that position. Which of the two, who gets you know, out of a cut faster? But also, who's just faster? So, you know, the faster guy might be better equipped to be wide. Well, I, I think that Jamon is showing he's got big play ability. He's got more. Uh, well, Jamon's not coming off the field. No, no. He's, I'm just saying, this, yeah. this team has kind of been in a box a little bit. They need to they need to be able to find that that big play guy and Jamon is is becoming that for them they do have he has four catches over 30 yards this year and only one other player in the SEC has more plays over 30 yards offensively and that's Henry Ruggs which is a big play waiting to happen but nobody else in the SEC uh has more plays over 30 yards than Jamon Osborne this year so he's become that for you but boy you could use a big a big play guy on the other side catch and run ability a guy that can catch it in space make things happen has make you miss out there once he gets the ball in his hands. That combination of Smith, Davis, and Osborne gets me pretty excited with Weidermeyer continue to grow and develop at tight end. Yeah, you know, I think Jamon has shown that he's the best A&M has at catching the ball in traffic as well, yeah. or, or when he's well covered. Um, he's A&M's some of those best other offensive guys, player, period. I, I think so. And uh, But we've all seen what uh, Kendrick Rogers can do. You know, but we haven't seen the consistency. Right. So, you know, maybe if you move some things around, that gives it the boost that makes him become consistent. Or, you know, you just put him in certain positions. But yeah. a, a nice Smith's got to get on the field. Oh, yeah. That more. has to be maddening, though, for a coach. Because you have to give Rodgers opportunities well, in every had, single game to see if this is the game. Well, you know what, though? I've given him four games. Right. Not that he's been <laughs> bad. No, but – but Anias, now this is about Anias Smith just right. being so good yes. that you're going to have to take, you got to put him on the field. So who comes off? The odd man out, and that would be Rodgers, unless you unless go, you go four, four wide. wide. Right. And then you still want to continue to give Weidermeyer more opportunities. Yeah. Plus, he can help you in the blocking. You got to get help there. We got, we just, you know, we got out of, we saw what happens with the four wides all the time. Right. We all wanted to see a tight end. So just because it's not a Sternberger, do you, do you, uh, then just omit the tight end? I don't think you do. No, not at all. Um, I, very confident or very optimistic still with this defense. I, there's still so much youth out there, but they're in the top 20 to 25 in so many metrics right now. And by the end of the year, we might be looking back and saying, this is this is the best defense A&M's had since RC left. Yeah. And the, the numbers and metrics will are, are holding early. And yeah, they played two cream puffs, but they also played two top 10 teams. 
one of them that could really run the football and did on you, and the other one that's got as explosive an offense as there is in the country. I mean, 18th in total D right now, 20th in passing. They were 98th in passing last year. Early this year, 20th in passing. They're not Opponents aren't getting uh, third-down conversions on them. A&M's 13th in the country. They're not getting big plays on this defense. That was a major issue. A&M was right around 100th nationally in allowing big plays over 20 and 30 yards last year. They've only allowed eight of those suckers this year through four games. I don't care who you're playing because Northwestern State was getting big plays on you yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, it, it looks really good. Now, they're even beginning this week, they're going to start playing teams that are more accomplished at throwing the football yep. for the most part, other than Clemson. I mean, Starkville Auburn, hit a big play on you. He yeah. can do that. Auburn is not uh, a going to scare you um, throwing the football. I mean, they're just, they hadn't thrown the football really well on anybody. So uh, anybody that mattered. So, um, but we're going to find out just how good that pass defense really is. It was good against Clemson, and if you can be good against Clemson, you should be good against about everybody. But we'll learn know, the Starkle's next two games. Going to throw, and then you got well, then you know, then you got Tua Tagovailoa and what I think is the best group of receivers in the country. Yes, and then there's a lot of other passing quarterbacks mm-hmm. left on your. Oh, yeah. On your schedule, Jake Fromm. Oh, yeah. The, the one thing that South Carolina can do is throw He's a deep with Helensky. Mm-hmm. He's, He's got a hose, man. No doubt. All right, 693 We'll play some press conference sound bites. I got big questions offensively. and He throws the ball really hard. Can we put it that way? The guy throws the ball. He's got a really good. You mean Helensky? Yeah. He's oh, got yeah. a strong arm. Well, he's done that. Yes. That's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. Helensky throws the ball with a lot of velocity. Okay, you want me to go reestablish my point? Our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll go around the SEC and in the trenches with former Auburn center and SEC network analyst Cole Kubelik. Next on the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to poof. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and it's time to go in the trenches with former Auburn center and Cole Kublik of the SEC Network, one of the top analysts on the network, one of the best SEC follows on Twitter as well. Cole Kublik with us right now on the phone line. Is there any truth to the rumor that Nashville is still out of alcohol after LSU came in there and invaded? No, I tell you, they they were they were there in full force, but not as <laughs> not as much as the Georgia fans were week one. That was that's I don't, that right? I don't think anybody can ever top what Georgia did week one. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Interesting. Yeah, I because you you guys were were you there for both games? That's right. We were. Yeah, yeah. That that I've never seen. I had Florida there a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was an impressive crowd there. I've, Vanderbilt had to go silent count that day, but what Georgia brought to Nashville was unbelievable. They, they, it was easily, easily ninety ten in the stands. Georgia wow. fans, um, it was, it was unreal. How about that? All right, so I'm going to guess again. I think I'm going to finally get this right. You're in Columbia, South Carolina this weekend for two teams that are absolutely desperate for a W, right? Yeah, you got it. You got it this week, and I agree. Yeah. It, it, it almost becomes – it really does become a must-win when you look at it and you think about it, It's uh, especially with what South Carolina has remaining on their schedule. I mean, they, they, they still <laughs> they still have to play Clemson. Um, I mean, that's it, – it, it, they have probably – I mean, them and A&M, it's neck and neck for most difficult schedule in the country. But when you look down the road and you see that the fact that, that South Carolina – Still has to line up and play Georgia. Still has to line up and play Clemson. Still has to line up and play Florida. They they need to win in a bad way. Yeah, they really do. Well, I'll say the third team in there is probably Auburn because they've got a brutal schedule too. And let me just say this. Through four weeks, I'm not sure anybody's done a better coaching job than Gus. And you know how difficult that job can be. You're in the shadow of what Saban's done, and they're always kind of – uh, whispering and there's always buyout talk around the region and nationally and uh, Gus this and that and what this guy's done this year with a true freshman uh, I think it deserves a little bit of worthy uh, comp- complimentary conversation with a former Auburn center. Now you 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 hit it on the head but when you talk about that schedule they, they only played two three four and nine yeah. left on the, on the schedule <laughs> I mean that's that, that's it so um, he's done a nice job. I thought he did a great job this past weekend of protecting Bo Nix. Didn't ask him to sit in the pocket for an extended period of time. They gave him easy, quick throws early, and then they took calculated shots down the field. He didn't really hit any of them, but they were there. And you know, obviously, you, you make the defense respect it. Uh, I like what they did in the run game, especially with him. I thought Bo Nix did a good job sort of reading some of those option plays, and he, he's not really getting enough credit for that just yet. But it gets a lot easier, Gabe, when you got a defense like that to lean on. And and I think Gus knows he's got that defense and that defensive line in particular that he can lean on, and that's going to help them be competitive no matter what. Yeah, I thought the game plan, Cole, was really good in in the run game just to keep A&M's defense on its heels. And it's hard to run on A&M, and they ripped off 195 of them. And nickel and dime, they didn't have any 20-yard runs or anything. But how about the job – a little bit more on that, Cole. The job Knicks did – because if you just looked at the stats or you watched it just uh, on the side a little bit, didn't really dial, dial in, you might not think he played a great game. But that guy was in total I – w- I was there. That guy was in total control of the situation at Kyle Field as a true freshman. Well, I think that's it. It's, 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 that's why he won that job is because he has the capabilities to manage things and operate things. And you know his leadership – is in my opinion the main reason that he won that starting job. So he, he did an excellent he did an excellent job against A and M. And you're right. That's a, that's a that's one. Of, I mean, I started thinking about it, Gabe. And when you look at how beat up the LSU defensive line is, when you look at how beat up the Alabama defensive line is, I mean, DJ Dell left their game. You know, mm-hmm. LSU's they didn't have Caleb on Chase on Rashard Lawrence or Glenn Logan. Michael Divinity gets banged up in that game against Vanderbilt. Florida's got the edge guys. I'll give them that, but that may be the best D line Auburn sees this year. When you when you really look at it, and if, if they can if they can manage that group that well, then that really says a lot about what they might have the ability to do down the road. So, I thought Nick's handled himself well. Obviously, I I think I said it last week with you. I said he can't turn the ball over, and I thought if Auburn turned it over, they'd be in trouble uh, for a lot of reasons, but. 
He protected the football. He made good decisions, had a couple big throws late when he had to have them, and was able to go on the road and get a huge win. I agree with you. Nobody has as good of a resume right now as the Auburn Tigers. Well, let's say Cole Kublik with us here on the 12th Man Technology Hotline. Let's say the Cardinals get the number one pick in the draft, or let's say it's the Giants, just two two teams that took top 10 uh, quarterbacks in the top 10 last year. Um, and they're rookies right now, and they're the future of their, they look, seem to be the future of those organizations. Is there a strong possibility that Derek Brown, who was a one-man wrecking ball in that game, that Derek Brown is the number one pick in the draft next year? Not a strong possibility, just because I think if you're going to be a D lineman that goes number one, if Quinn and Williams didn't go number one overall, I, I don't know if a D lineman could go number one overall. Okay. Because what Quinn and Williams did last year, I mean, Quinn and Williams should have won the Heisman Trophy last year. Quinn and Williams was the best college football player that I saw last year, and he didn't go number one. So, I mean, I, I think that's going to be reserved for quarterback and skill positions. And I think when you have guys like Tua coming out and you have guys like Justin Herbert coming out and Jerry Judy coming out, that spot's probably going to be taken by one of those players. But Derek Brown's lived up to every billing of a top five, top ten NFL draft pick this year, and I think he's only helps himself. No doubt about it. All right, so A&M, obviously a big inability to run the football, and it's going to be impossible uh, to try to put it all on Mon's shoulders. I, did you think Mon was was just so-so or not that good or actually good? RS, my opinion is I thought he was really good. He just didn't have much help in the game. He did some good things. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are a couple of decisions that, that I'm sure he'd like to have back. But, you know, you, the problem is in Jimbo's offense, if you can't get that run going, it, it's going to slow a lot of other things down. Yeah. I thought Jimbo was very patient with the run in that game against Auburn. Maybe too patient. Maybe maybe would have been better served to just say, hey, it's not going to be there. Let's let Kellen and these receivers just go out and work. And, and that might be our better – our better, I guess, path to potentially score points against this defense. Now, you, know, you give Auburn a lot of credit. It, that, that was as good of a tackling performance as I've seen in a long time. Uh, I went back and charted it. I counted four, maybe five missed tackles in that game. I mean, the entire game. When it's against those receivers and against that quarterback, I mean, that's, that's pretty darn good. So, uh, I, I think that Mond and the receivers were your chance to score points, but Jimbo's going to run his offense. And it, it didn't. The offensive line didn't get it done early. The run game wasn't there early, and I think that sort of slowed everything else down. But I don't think Kellen Mond played poorly. I just think that he was put in some situations that didn't really allow him a high rate for success. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Super rapid fire questions here. Are, are you seeing a dominant Georgia right now? Or are you still waiting to see that truly dominant? Um, I've seen them be dominant at times. Uh, I think more importantly than are they dominant is they're beginning to answer some of the questions we had about them at the beginning of the season. I mean, wide receiver was, was number one. George Pickens has been great at times. Cager was great against Notre Dame. Demetrius Robertson has been really good. So they're beginning to answer that question. Yeah. And then defensively, I think you've seen Tyler Clark and Nolan Smith make some plays up front. They didn't do it as much as you would like against Notre Dame. But those individuals have gone out and been able to provide a little bit of a pass rush, which was one of the other big concerns. Thank you, Cole. We'll take a break. We'll stay on the phone line with Lynn Scarborough, editor and marketing director for Lindy's, and a little Lindy's report for you coming up next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Back with you. It is the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network as we stay on the phone line and hit some key storylines around the SEC, talking AM and Auburn, looking back, looking ahead, and so much more. Uh, Lynn Scarborough joining us from Lindy's right now on the phone line. Here's the thing, and, and I don't want to take a whole lot of time on this, but you got you got two or three fan bases in the conference that are really close to the same. And I've got friends and, and people we work with at every school. I've been to every school and covered multiple games at every school, football, basketball, and all that. But A&M and Auburn and Mississippi State, Yep. I'm trying to think if there's another one I would put in there, and I'm not sure there is. I haven't been to Georgia yet. There's, 
They're so well. Georgia's similar, but Georgia is the quote state school. Right. Now, it's unique in that it also is the school that has more engineering, that has the veterinary, that has uh, that that has the agricultural uh, background. But it is the state university, so it's a little bit different. But but Auburn and, and Texas A and M and Mississippi State are the are not the state universities, but they're major universities, and and they at least back in the old days were were uh, pigeonholed in having certain curriculum. It's not so much uh, just that way now, but it was, right. and and each of them has a state school that uh, at least claims superiority in every way that they can, and some of them are are not real reasonable uh, claims, but that's what it is. And so I think the, the nature of the demographics of the fans of, of those three schools, and I don't mean it ugly toward Mississippi State, but more toward uh, Auburn and, and uh, A&M, because other than baseball, Mississippi State has not had uh, as, much, as much tradition and, and success in the, in the other school, in, as, uh, as Texas A&M and Auburn have in other, in other programs, and Auburn particularly in football over the years. So I think your I think your uh, feeling on that is correct. I know Auburn people feel that way about uh, about getting to come to College Station, and I've yeah. I've sensed the, the the thing going the other direction. All right. So much to your surprise, because you picked uh, you've picked against Auburn twice this season, and they're two and zero in those games. So I'm sure your fan base That's is true. saying, "Keep doing it." But Auburn controlled that yep. game and beat A and M more soundly than the score and the stat sheet indicated. What were some of your impressions as you were watching it mm-hmm. first on the press box and then field side? Well, I, I, I was kind of surprised that um, that Auburn was able to take charge of the game uh, that that early and and keep it there. I was I don't mean this as a criticism toward the, toward the Texas A&M coaching staff, but it became pretty obvious, you know, up in the press box that Texas A&M was not going to run consistently against Auburn. And so I I don't know why. Uh, of course, understand the next game I coach would be my first one, but. I probably would have would have let Kellen Mond um, run the ball more. I probably would have done more uh, run pass option where where they had to keep Kellen Mond off the corner because obviously they weren't they weren't going to beat him up the middle. And Auburn's defensive backs, while they let him catch the ball for a lot of yards, uh, the guys that caught the ball paid for it. I mean, the defensive backs were on them; they were covered well, and it wasn't to where you could break the longest play that was broken. Was that touchdown when uh, when the Auburn guy went for the went for kind of the ball and the tackle and and he broke it and went about eight or nine yards for a score. Right. Uh, so I don't know that I would have stuck with what they were doing when it became obvious it wasn't going to be successful. Uh, other than that, I don't really have any criticism on it. I still think Texas A&M is a very good team. Uh, I think they got a chance to beat Alabama. And um, that may be stupid, but uh, but I think they do. I know they still got to play uh, Georgia and LSU. Um, and uh, but and and I understand that they'll be underdog and may lose. But, uh, you know, we said early in the season when we were talking about schedules with South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Auburn, the three that had the most difficult schedules and were all listed among the five most difficult schedules in the country, that any of those teams could lose four to six games with a schedule you're playing and still be a pretty good team. And I think Texas A&M's in that boat. I mean, they've lost two games, uh, and they've lost to the teams that are ranked number one and number seven right now. In the polls, it's not like they've lost to the Citadel. Right. or Georgia uh, State, or, or San Jose State. So, That's why uh, you know, I'm such a mystery. Him at all. That's why I said earlier, we're doing a little topic today, and I'd love to get your thoughts. And I think your column, because I read it about the if, if there were an 18 playoff, what that might look like, I think that would play into this topic. And it's just simply, what do you think? Four weeks into college football, in the college football season, what do you think? And we're, a lot, we're way open-ended. People can go wherever they want to go in college football or right here in Aguilant about that. And one of the things I said I think is A&M's the biggest mystery still. We said going in A&M was probably the biggest mystery in the SEC. They might still be the biggest mystery in the country because they were really good against very weak opponents and they didn't look very good at all offensively against incredibly good opponents. And the O-line looks like it stinks, but it's against Auburn and Clemson. So how much of that has to do with who you played versus the ilk and echelon of A&M's front and inability to run the football against those teams? We're going to find out a lot more about this team, even in Arkansas, because if you can't do it against them, then you got real issues, Lynn. But I think A&M's still very mysterious. Well, I do, I do too. And here's the thing, and, and you said it well, I'm, I'm not as familiar with Clemson's personnel but I know they're solid. I think this is the best defensive front that Auburn's had since, since 1986 through 89. They won three out of four ACC championships then. Um, they uh, and their their front line 
that year were uh, David and Tracy Rocker, the Rocker brothers, oh, yeah. a guy named Nate Hill, a guy named Ron Stallworth, a guy named Benji Rowland. And they had those five for two complete seasons. And uh, I, I think they led the nation in defense one time. I know the last time that Florida, they played down in Florida in two weeks, the last time that Florida was shut out was when that team went to Florida and shut them out 16 to nothing in, in 86 or 88. So uh, I think A&M's offensive line went up against the best defensive front that Auburn's had in more than 30 years. Now, we'll see how that plays out. But, um, but no, I'm with you. I, I think A&M is still – I think the jury is still out on A&M. I'll tell you what, if, if they don't upset one of those big teams that's coming up, I'll be surprised uh, because A&M's close enough to those guys that, that they've got the potential to upset somebody that's ranked ahead of them. All right, so why don't you finish that, that little sentence or answer that topic? You've, you've seen four weeks now. What do you think? I think in the SEC's um, – or in, or in general – Anywhere you want to go. Really good, got a, you've got a lot of really good teams, but I think the SEC is the only team, is the only conference that's not getting tremendous distance between the top and the bottom. There is huge distance between the five that are ranked in the top ten and the three that we've we've mentioned. Our thanks to Lynn Scarborough. We'll take a timeout. We'll look at the four games that matter in the SEC and some keys to victory for the Aggies as at at the time of recording a 23-and-a-half point favorite in the game against Arkansas, but this thing's always close. Will it be again? We'll see what happens. We'll do that next as we close out the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. 
And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you. And let's look at the four games that matter in the SEC in Week 5. Mississippi State at 3-1. and 1-0 out of the gate with a win over Kentucky last week in the SEC. They're at number 7, Auburn, who's 4-0 and with two impressive wins. Neutral site game in Arlington, Texas against Oregon. And then at Kyle Field against the Aggies last week. 4-0, and 1-0 in the SEC. That's a 6 o'clock game at Jordan-Hare Stadium on ESPN. Auburn is favored at home by 11.5. And, and I just like Auburn so much and what they can do up front. I think it's going to be a tough day. Either Mississippi State gets Tommy Stevens back, who's been banged up, the transfer quarterback from Penn State, or the freshman, Schrader, who's really talented, can really run it, but his head's still spinning a little bit. Now he's got to go deal with that Auburn front on the road. I highly doubt that's a successful proposition for State. I like Auburn to cover the spread. Kentucky at 2-2, two and 0-2 two, oh and two in SEC play at South Carolina. Now, they're 1-3 overall. They're 0-2 oh in league play. Somebody's desperate for a win. The fighting must champs, can they get it done? It's at 6.30, Williams-Brice Stadium on the SEC Network. Tom, Tom Hart and the aforementioned Cole Kublik, who was on the show earlier, he'll be there as well with Jordan Rogers. South Carolina is slight favorite, minus two and a half, and I think they win and cover. This is going to be an ugly football game. Uh, in the end, South Carolina were their players. I think they can throw it a little bit better than Kentucky, have a little bit better offensive skill, and ultimately will win the game, whether that's three to seven, maybe even ten points. It won't be pretty, but I think the Gamecocks win and cover the two and a half. Ole Miss at 2-2, two 1-0 and two, one and oh in the SEC. Going to Bryant-Denny Stadium for a 2.30 Central Time kickoff on CBS at number 2 Bama. 4-0, oh, 1-0 oh in league play. Alabama minus 37.5. Now, Alabama's got some front seven issues that might come back and bite them eventually. They got some health issues and a lot of youth in there playing. That might come back to get them, but it won't this time. I don't care what the number is. I think Bama covers this. I think Tua is out of the game by midway through the third quarter. 37 and a half is a ton of points. Not buying Ole Miss offensively at all. They are improved defensively, but they will not sh- slow down the Crimson Tide juggernaut. I think Alabama wins, covers 37 and a half. They're going to blow the doors off of the Ole Miss Rebels on Saturday at home. And number 23, A&M, 2-2, two 0-1 two, in SEC play. Against Arkansas at 2-2, two 0-1 two, in the league as well. 11 o'clock at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Jerry World on ESPN and many of these stations that carry this show. A&M minus 23.5. Minus 23. Now, you might be surprised it's that high. Not when you look at Arkansas and how poor they've started this season in year two under Chad Morris. And Nick Starkle, your former quarterbacks over there and your former running back, Raheem Boyd's over there and your former defensive coordinator John Chavis but this is a sneaky challenge you got Arkansas I mean they're coming off a loss against San Jose State but it's still this game it's still A&M and Arkansas the Ags have won seven in a row in this series but it's never easy Uh, you don't want to limp into Jerry World and let Arkansas hang around and because this is their Super Bowl we know that with Morris and Chavis and Starkle and Boyd and half the defensive staff and so many people over there that are desperate to find a way for their hogs to upset the Aggies I don't think they can do it but I do think it's going to be closer than Vegas expects it to be now Vegas clearly hasn't looked at the history of this series where bad Arkansas teams have hung around and good Arkansas teams definitely should have won in certain occasions they shot themselves in the foot now one player to watch from both sides of the ball in this game with the Hogs I'll take uh, Spiller and Smith on offense I'll take those two freshmen 
Isaiah Spiller, the running back, and and Anaya Smith, the uh, the the slot receiver for A and M. They they got to establish this freshman duo and get them involved early and often because they've got a lot of ability, and A and M's going to rely on them moving forward. So get them rolling against Arkansas, and then defensively. That inside combination of uh, Matabike and Brown at defensive tackle, and then and then those corners, uh, Renfro and Jones, and then let's see if Elijah Blades comes back at cornerback as well. You need some inside pressure on Starkle so he doesn't have a good pocket, and need good coverage outside. So I like the corners, and I like the defensive tackles here for A and M defensively. My big keys: A uh, and M wins if number one, you got to pressure Nick Starkle from the word go, force him to make quick decisions. He's very uh, mistake prone, especially when he's under pressure. You got to limit Raheem Boyd on the ground. This guy's a complete stud. So make him work hard. He's probably going to get 70, 80, maybe even 100 yards on the ground. As good as AM's run defense is, though, make him work hard for every bit of production he can get. Uh, number three, win the battle up front in the offensive line. Allow your offense to maintain balance, run it enough so you can throw it, give Mon time. And number four, I say this every week because it's been an issue, but start fast offensively. You know, Mon needs to get into an early rhythm with these wide receivers. He was pretty good last week, though. That's just about all AM had early it was, was Mon's accuracy throwing the football. But not often is he like that. It's an early game as well. So you got to get in a rhythm. AM hasn't scored a touchdown in the first three quarters against Power Five teams this year. Now, that was Clemson and Auburn. They didn't score a touchdown in the first three quarters of either of those games. That's got to change in a big way. It should change in a big way considering the opponent. The Aggies also number five. Uh, the fifth point here is AM wins and the big keys. The Aggies are minus two in turnover margin against those two Power Five teams this year, albeit two top 10 teams. But they need to win the turnover battle in this one. Don't get down, minus two in the turnovers. Let Arkansas sneak around and feel like they got a chance to win it. I don't think the Aggies cover 23 and a half. I think it's closer because it's this game. The Aggies are kind of limping in. So is Arkansas, but they're not thinking about that. This is their one chance to sort of rectify the situation and turn a stinker of a season into at least a little ounce of positivity. A and M's got to get rolling a little bit and figure out who they are, especially on the offensive side. I like what the defense is doing. Special teams has got to be better than it was last week. I think the Aggies win by 11, 31 to 20 is my final score. Aggies win in Arlington. That's my pick. All right, that will do it for the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, to Cole Kublik, Lynn Scarborough, our producer Dalton Hughes. Next week we'll break down the game in Arlington with the Aggies and the Razorbacks and then look ahead to bye week. We'll do that next. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report. I'm Gabe Bach. It's the CRM Sports Network.